Join us now for By Grace Alone, a ministry of the Antioch Presbyterian Church in Goldsboro. Pastor Kelly Buffalo. Good evening and welcome to By Grace Alone. And I'm Pastor Kelly Buffalo, and this is part of an outreach ministry of Antioch Presbyterian Church. And we're located at 2306 Old Smithfield Road in the Rosewood area of Goldsboro. We'd love to have you come out and worship with us sometime. So let's go ahead and go to the Word of God. We are in the Epistle to the Romans as we proceed in our study. We're looking at Romans chapter 10, verses 14 through 21. And the message this evening is called Gospel Preaching. Gospel Preaching. So let's go to the Word here. Romans chapter 10, beginning at verse 14. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him in whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. And we'll stop right there at this time and let's pray. Father, we thank you for thy holy word. Father, we do thank you for the preaching of the gospel, Lord, the preaching of the good news of Jesus Christ. And Father, we pray, open our hearts and our eyes, and Lord, grant us understanding, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we don't often consider, uh, really, how wonderful, how blessed we really are in our nation today that we have access, we have the opportunity to go and hear the preaching of the gospel, to hear the Word of God declared week by week here in our own nation. So often, uh, we have heard uh, sermon after sermon after sermon, and people begin uh, to grow tired, perhaps, of what they are hearing. Uh, sometimes we hear very passionate and thunderous types of sermons, sometimes very energetic, sometimes very uh, loud and, and uh, uh, really pushing that home, you know, as far as the sermon itself. Others we may hear in the sermon a type of a quiet, perhaps, lecture format, uh, depending on which format that you prefer. And we have heard expository sermons. We've heard topical sermons. We've heard doctrinal sermons theological sermons as well as the how-to-do-it sermons as well. There are many, many different kinds that you have heard yourself probably. But how blessed we are uh, in our own country to go and have this wonderful blessing to, to go and belong to the church of our choice, to hear the Word of God proclaimed and, and be able to participate in the service and listen and hear the gospel of Jesus Christ proclaimed from the pulpits a week after week in our own land, in our own city, in our own towns. A great blessing indeed. In some parts of the world, if you were to go uh, to travel around a bit, you know, Christians there may be blessed simply to be able to hear a sermon once in a while, once in a great while, perhaps. They may feel that they are blessed if a missionary comes to town or, or some other visiting preacher or evangelist, maybe they come to their town, who will deliver a gospel message to come and, and bring gospel preaching to their own town. And so they see it as a great blessing. How beautiful are the feet of those 
who are bringing the good news. I remember a group of folks who went from our church down in, in Texas when I was down there. Uh, they went out to Honduras, uh, the country over there, and there you might find a church that would simply have a tin roof, no walls, one wooden bench, and that was all they had. And you have chickens running in and out you know, during the, uh, the service that you would have. And so very, very simple, very small, very, very basic, but what great joy they had in receiving and hearing the Word of God that was, it was being proclaimed to them. Great joy that they had. And, and all of this in response to gospel preaching. Again, to hear the old, old story of a Savior who came from glory. And there, and such as in Honduras, and these places where they don't have access to always hearing the Word of God proclaimed, to hear gospel preaching, there... They're excited when a preacher comes to town. There, they will quietly listen because they don't want to miss one word that is being proclaimed to them. And they hear it with great attention and great joy as it is being proclaimed to them. There, you will see many, many people coming to faith in Christ, doing so, responding to gospel preaching. Very, very excited, and they receive it with great joy, great enthusiasm, and joy unspeakable and full of glory. Even though they may live in squalid poverty, though they may not know if they will you know, have a meal prepared for them that night, they may not know when their next meal is coming from. They'll know when they're going to have it and how they're going to get it. They may go hungry that day. And yet there's great joy at the hearing of gospel preaching. They respond to gospel preaching. How wonderful it would be again to hear of such responses of faith in, in our city here, in our state, in our country, to hear again of the multitudes going and receiving Christ by faith as they hear gospel preaching. Once it would be beautiful again to hear again in our nation. And there is great beauty in the message that is proclaimed, a beauty when the preacher comes to preach the gospel. So we will consider, first of all, the, the beauty and the obedience and the responsibility to gospel preaching tonight. And I pray that we'll see the importance of hearing aright and of believing the preached word and heeding this gospel preaching and responding in the grace that is declared and the gospel that is proclaimed. This great grace indeed. So we'll let us consider our first point, which comes from those first two verses, verse 14 and 15 of our text. We see the beauty of gospel preaching. Again, in verse 15, I'll repeat that. And how are they to preach unless they are sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Now, most probably wouldn't consider preaching to be such a beautiful thing. Perhaps you don't want to sit too close in the pews at church. You're worried about the contact you might have and all. But, but we don't, uh, you may not consider it to be that beautiful. Some may feel the sermons are simply too long. They're too dry. They're too boring. They're not enlightening enough. And they're not content. There's not enough content to the message that they hear. And so they feel dissatisfied. 
Or perhaps they see the sermon as very dry and boring and lifeless and plodding, and they, perhaps they need more excitement to them. Maybe they need to add a dark background. Maybe they need a bright spotlight upon the one proclaiming. Maybe they need a fog arising from the ground as they're coming behind them as they're declaring the message. Perhaps they need some kind of a laser light show to, to flash around about them while the law of Moses is being proclaimed. Sounds trivial, doesn't it? Some preachers seek to add those kinds of elements in order to keep the folks guessing these special effects. They want to have special effects for their show, for their performance, in order to gain uh, you know, that audience that we might have people say, oh, I want to watch this, rather than hear the message proclaimed, the special effects today. Where does this idea come from? that they need special effects, that they need hard rock music, Christian rock music playing in the background. Where does this idea come from? Well, simply it comes from a lack of confidence in the Word of God that is proclaimed, a lack of confidence in the power of the Holy Spirit to convict and to convince the heart of those who hear the Word proclaimed. You're there, you go to church to worship God and to hear the message of the Gospel. You aren't there to watch a performance, to see a light show, to see the fog, and to see all. You're not there to be entertained. It's not an entertainment society in the church. Maybe in the world there is, but in the gospel, in the churches of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are there to worship actively, hearing the Word of God, receiving it into our hearts, and applying it in our own lives. We do not need a lack of confidence in the preaching of the Word of God. We do not need a lack of faith in the Holy Spirit who will apply the Word being preached. Now, this attitude seems to prevail unless it, unless it resulted in your own conversion as the Holy Spirit applied the preached Word to your own heart and soul. When for the first time you heard you understood the gospel, and you believed, and you were saved. Then, at least for a while then, you saw the beauty and the grace given by God and genuine gospel preaching. Genuine gospel preaching. Not a show, not a performance, but the declaration of the Word of God. And you hear the gospel, and you repented, and you believed in Christ. Genuine gospel preaching. Now, Paul the Apostle here in our text, after telling us in verse 13, he said, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so Paul gives us a series of rhetorical questions, each one building up more and more, leading us to the importance and beauty of the gospel proclamation. He says, How will they call in Him in whom they have not believed? They can't and they won't. For they must hear the preaching of the gospel. How are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? They won't without gospel preaching. The church must continue the ministry of the word, even sending out more preachers, sending out missionaries to take the word of God to those who haven't heard. We must take the gospel of Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. So every man and woman and child might hear and repent and believe and live have eternal life and forgiveness of sins, but they won't believe without 
gospel preaching. How are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? They won't. They must hear the gospel. They must have gospel preaching. And so how are they to hear without someone preaching? And the answer to that is they won't hear. They won't hear. If they don't hear and believe the gospel, they will die in their sin. And if you believe that in your heart, you must share and you must tell others of the Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And you must hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. How are they to preach unless they are sent? Now the word here for ascend is the Latin word missia that we're used to and where we get the word mission. Okay, in the Bible, when God sent a prophet to a city to preach to the people, they were acting as missionaries. They were sent. Now today, if, if we will be truly faithful to the call of God and our lives, then we must continue to send out missionaries. Okay, we must send out missionaries with the gospel of Jesus Christ, whether we ourselves are to go, if you're called to go as a missionary, and if you're unable to go, then you support those who can go, or those who have gone already. We must support the missionaries, those who take the word of God, those who take the gospel to those who have not yet heard. They must hear, but how will they hear unless one is sent? They must hear the Word of God, and they must believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And then as the preachers of the gospel are sent forth, whether here at home or abroad, wherever they may be, wherever this gospel of the kingdom goes forth, okay, then Paul quotes from Isaiah 52, verse 7, and he says, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach good news. They preach the gospel of life. They preach the gospel of reconciliation. They preach the gospel of the forgiveness of sins. They preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Beautiful feet bearing good news for the sinners, bearing the good news of the Christ who came to save sinners. Now understand, in the 5th century, there was a great battle. This was the, the battle on the Marathon Plain. There was a war between the Greeks and the Persians, and there was a certain man, his name was Pheidippides, and he was summoned to be a runner, and he was to take the messages from the battlefield back to the city of Athens. And so he ran the entire 26 miles, which is why we call them marathons today. But Pheidippides ran this marathon all the way back to Athens, bearing the good news of the Greek victory at Marathon, bearing that good news to the great joy of the people who saw him coming, seeing the beautiful feet of the one bringing this good news of victory. Likewise, the preachers of the gospel have the same beautiful feet, bringing the good news of victory, victory in Jesus. Good news. Beautiful feet indeed. How do you then, how do you view preachers of the gospel? How do you view the preaching of the gospel? Do you receive it with joy or do you receive it with boredom? Certainly not all will rejoice at the preaching of the word, much less will they all embrace it. Leading to our second point. Look at verses 16 through 18 again. Here we see the obedience to gospel preaching, 16 through 18. But they have not all...